Hi, everybody. It's Michael here, and this is season two of Life Scheme. I'm so honored to do something different with this platform and invite guests, innovative guests, impactful guests, inspirational guests to share the stage with me as we navigate through some of life's most precious, complicated schemes. Tonight, we have an amazing guest, and I'm so honored. I've only known this brother for a few months, but he has been making an impact on my life ever since. Wes, man, what's up? How you living, man? Man, doing good, brother. How you doing? What's going on, Mike? Man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Me and Wes only known each other for a couple of months, but you would think that we known each other for a couple of years, man. This right, is- right, right, right. You two are down, man. Talk. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and what your background is, man. Man, uh, Wesley P. Ryan, man, really, um, originally from Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. Um, grew up there. Left Alabama. Uh, moved to Colorado, from Colorado to Texas, and just a lot of fun stuff yes. in between. Um, just have had an amazing, blessed journey. He makes an impact through his entrepreneurship endeavors. Next Level Training is Wesley's company that he uses to help organizations train their employees with the maximum amount of impact. If he's not making an impact there, he's making an impact on his warriors his girls. He coaches a softball team in Dallas, Texas, where he spends every bit of energy, heart, and soul to making sure that they have the right values, they honor their morals, and they're able to make an impact on the softball field. able to see like the hand of God on my life, man. So it's just really been a fun and exciting ride. I actually um, own a company called Next Level Training to where we believe that every training should be exciting, engaging, and impactful. You know, when when you're sending, when a when a business owner is sending his, you know, his employees, essentially his family members to a training, you know, we want it to be impactful. You know, so when we come in, we're bringing the energy, we're bringing the fun. I mean, the entire team is, is amazing. But where Wesley gets to be most impactful is the pulpit, Wesley is a youth minister out of Dallas, Texas. At a time where so many are hurting and looking for a spiritual transition, Wesley is answering the call. If you're real, show me that you're real. If you who you say you are, why are you letting me go through this? That's all right, that's all right. Some of y'all can just stay fake. Some of y'all can just stay phony. See, that's why, you, that's why your head hurting like it is and your stomach all tore up because you're just full of fake and phony, you know, but you feel so much better when you're able to be real, you know. See, real folk cannot have money in their pocket and walk and whistle, you know. Real folk cannot have the car that they want and, and don't mind skipping on the way to work. Huh? Real folk may not have the husband or the wife that they want, but they wake up and look good every morning. Am I talking to some real folk? Man, I love seeing you, bro. You are super well-read, super sharp, stand-up guy, man. I love your energy. I love the fact that you're always smiling, man. All right, Thank man, you, quickly, we let's go into a, a matter that's not for smiling, but let's get it out the way. It's the elephant in the room, man. COVID-19, man. Yes, What brother. is going on out there, brother? Give us your, your perspective, give us your thoughts, please. Man, listen, um, I really feel that, that, that 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 God is moving right. So when we look at the situation that that we're in, you know, oftentimes people say, you know, how could have 
how could God allow such a thing to happen? But we have to remember, you know, our God, we serve a God of choices, right? So it's really based on the choices that that we've made as 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 a people, as a society, you know, that oftentimes kind of leads us to some spaces, but nothing catches God by surprise. Mm -hmm. And in these moments, I mean, of course, there has been great tragedy. There has been great pain with family members and friends of individuals that, you know, that um, have passed away due to, to COVID. But, but, but God is still amazing. You know, what, what God is doing and what God is bringing together um, just something simple and tangible, even within our relationship, you know, we didn't know each other pre COVID, mm. you know, and just in the midst of this, you know, both of us suffering loss, both of us knowing friends and family members that have, you know, that, that have suffered due to the hand of COVID, but we have also been blessed at the hand of God in this because we've lost something, but we've birthed new relationships, right? We've birthed new friendships. We've birthed new opportunities. We've birthed, you know, new new directions and focusing and things like that. So you're seeing more people with podcasts, more people learning how to cook, more people spending time with their family, more people slowing down. I mean, even within the component of the church, right? Like the church actually coming to a halt. And I think it's so amazing for God to remind us that we are the church, right? Like the church Ooh. wasn't built you know, that that we are the church and for us to be able to go back to the book of Acts and be able to be that that church that were, that was birthed out of the birthed out of homes. Right. So being able to have that home church and to worship at home and to be able to come together and assemble. And I feel that whenever we get back to that brick and mortar space, I think we will have a greater appreciation mm. of the temple, you know, because some sometimes you don't really appreciate certain things until they're taken away. Wow. Right. So just those privileges and those opportunities, you know, that have that have been somewhat halted for us being able to come back and just birth these things. And so, you know, granted, it's it's a lot going on, man, from the political aspect of it. Um, my mind is in a different power setting. Right. Man. So, you know, I, I listen, you know, you have everything from, I mean, from uh, Dr. Fauci to the Surgeon General, you know, I listen to a ton of articles and podcasts, but I, I don't, I don't rest there. I'm in, I'm in agreement with you, brother. I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. I think this was the way it was originally designed. I, I feel like, you know, before all this technology, this is the way that people used to move, you know, and right. about house church and thing of that, things of that nature, man, we are so powerful in this space right now and i think people don't understand the magnitude of their own power sometimes being home can make you feel like you're powerless when you don't right. have natural things that you used to reach out to for security blanket and comfort and those type of things but everybody looks at everything differently everybody defines things differently but that's why it helps to have enlightened individuals such as yourself to help frame perspective right because your perspective, your perspective is reality. You know, what you perceive is what is actually real to you. So for you, my brother, how do you define success? What is success for you? Man, that's, that's, that's a great question, Mike. Um, I remember growing up and I remember telling my mom at the age of 10 or 11 years old, I said, mom, when I, I want a Rolex and I want to buy you a drop top, I want to buy you a convertible. And as I was a little boy, and I said, I'm going to buy you a Rolex, I'm going to buy you a convertible. Um, um, I don't have the Rolex. Uh, <laughs> didn't buy my mom a convertible. Because I started to realize that success was really 
more of a mental space, right? And then versus that tangible item to be able to say that this is success, like this is defined from there. Um, I had the privilege of encountering a gentleman and he was a homeless gentleman, but um, he would always be outside of this, outside of this gas station back home in Alabama. And then he would always be singing or either whistling um, Little Orphan Annie. You know, the song would come out tomorrow, right? And then and then I asked him, I said, you know, why do you always like whistle that song? Or why do you always sing that song? He says, because that's my mental space. He said, I understand that I don't have anything. But the one thing that I do have is my hope. I've always believed that we all have spaces. We all have spaces and our mental space is the most important space that we have in life. We have to take care of it. We have to be able to identify corners that need to be cleaned out. We have to be able to identify the fact that we may not be thinking as highly of ourselves as we should. The only way that we're ever going to get anything accomplished is how we perceive ourselves and how we perceive the highest version of ourselves. The one thing that I love about Wesley is his intent focus on being the best Christian that he can be, and in this sense, the best man that he can be. Wesley always rises to the top of his spirituality and is evidenced in everything that he says. And he said, every day, I'm, I'm hoping that tomorrow's gonna be that day, that it, that it turns around, and I'm able to be happy, and I'm able to smile, because my mental space is my hope. And then I just remember him telling me that. And I said, okay, so my, so my mental space is so important because if, if, if I'm able to mentally seek ye first the kingdom of God mm. and his righteousness and all other things like will be added, right? Like unto me, right? So at that point, my success, I define success really based upon my relationship with Christ. Like, how am I walking mentally? How am I in that space? How am I in tuned to those things? Now, of course, there's characteristics of it, you know, different levels and things to be able to do it. But my ultimate definition of it is how is, I define success based on my relationship with Christ. Philippians 4 and 13, bro, like I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, like all things. And so- and the thing that, that really is powerful, powerful, powerful about that scripture, it says it's through Christ. Through, yeah. Not, yes. not, not, not anything out. It's through him. So through him, you, right. You become one with him. You're going through him to accomplish what you have to accomplish. You're going through him in order to get to it. I think, man, the Bible is one of those things, man. Every little word does a Every little word, bro. Every little word and people get so fat. Yes, right. And look, when you think about it like this, when I look at that scripture, right? Um, I, okay, it starts with I. I is the ninth letter of the alphabet. So nine in biblical sense means God's plan, right? So when you look at even I, I'm connected to God's plan. So I can, right? So that can, then it's, it's, can is right there in front of the action do, right? So it's like, I can do what God has planned for my life if 
if I, like you said, if I go through, if I go through, and then, you know, and what the crazy part is that when we look at who strengthens me, right? As you know, from working out, I mean, we've had these conversations of, you know, like losing weight, being able to come down there to where the worst part of working out is to go back, meaning that first week back. Yeah. And then it's the first week back, the most, that's the hardest part. The most painful part is the second week. Yeah. Because that's when the muscles start to rebuild. Right. That's when they hurt and that's when they sore. You know, that's when those muscles are being torn down. So we look at, you know, sometimes within our test, in our through state, our through state is going to involve, you know, a hard time. And it also may involve a painful time mm-hmm. in order for us to get strengthened. There's a lot about how we are to operate on this earth. I think there's a lot of misconception, especially amongst the Christian community, where it's just like, well, it's not me, that's all God. And you know, it's it's cool, you know, that, right. that God the glory. But at the end of the day, it's it's similar to running. The running never really gets any easier. Running becomes more doable because you get stronger so that you're more equipped to handle it. But it's not yes. the, the 10 mile run becomes any easier. It's still right. It's still the same 10 mile run, right? <laughs> you just get stronger, right? You just get stronger. Right. So I think there's a misconception that we don't have to do the work, but we have to do the work. But it says through Christ that strengthens me. So in other words, he's giving you the power to yeah, operate man. and to operate. So this nah, is what you, brother. I want to know. So how how you you talked about a lot of things, man. You got a of things going on. I mean, you got the podcast, you got your youth minister, you coach a soccer team, you have your own business, like you got a lot going on. How does your spiritual practice influence what you do on a day-to-day basis? What impact does your spiritual practice have in how you operate, brother? Bro, that's the foundation, bro. Like really, that's the foundation. So for me, like when I wake up in the morning, I wake up at 4.30. So I wake up to to like preaching, right? Like I put on preaching, like that's my meditation. Like I'm listening to that word and I'm getting in that and I'm able to get in that and get grounded. So when when people look at Wesley, so even when I go to work, so now I'm at work and I'm, and I'm there and I'm training people and the excitement and the only thing, even with I'm training. So if I'm training sales, if I'm training diversity, if I'm training marketing, if I'm training team building, if I'm training culture, Essentially, I'm just preaching, man. Like that's that platform. And then so when I'm able, one thing that I understand that everybody can't say is that for me, operating in your gift is beautiful. Mm, there it is. So like when I when I know that when I know that I'm in my gift, like it just it feels good. Like it, it feels right. So when as I'm as I'm moving, so even as I'm coaching softball. You know, and I have this group of, I mean, 13 to 15 year old young ladies. I'm, 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 I'm ministering to them, like pouring into them um, from that platform to within my own business, you know, and, and I, and I do it so much to where even with friends, like with friends, God, they say, well, look, Wes, I need to ask you something, but like, don't give me like the uh, preacher answer. I said, well, look, that's the only, I mean, I'm going to keep it a hundred with you either way. Right, right. That's what's going to come. That's essentially, that's what's going to come out. So, you know, as we say, junk in, junk out, you know, word in, word out. P 
you know, peace in, peace out. Love in, love out. Laughter in, laughter. That's why I have to laugh, bro. I have to schedule time for laughter. Wes, why are you here? Man, listen. To introduce that at least somebody to Christ. To tell at least somebody that he lives. And to be able to show somebody that he lives in me. It seems to be a tree of some sort, almost as if a whole bunch of souls are getting together to raise their hands in praise. And what holds it all together is one bow tie. I want to leave you, Mike, with a story, because I know, like I said, you always see me in bow ties, but you never really understood why I wear bow ties. So, you know, because I am a member of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. So, you know, that's black and old go and rep that. So it's not, I'm, I don't wear bow ties because of being a Kappa, but no, no. And much love to all the Kappas out there. But, um, so Mike, man, I got my, I got my first job, man, when I was 14 years old. And then I was working at a, at a hot dog restaurant in Mobile, Alabama called Al's Hot Dogs. While working there, every morning there was a homeless guy by the name of Larry. Larry would show up every morning because at, at every evening we would take all the trash and everything and sit it at the front. So that would be the first thing we would do that next morning is take the trash out, right? So he would be there and he would help take the trash out and Mr. Al would either pay him in money or in food. This one day in particular, I had an opportunity to really have a serious conversation with Larry because Larry asked me for a dollar, right? And first thing I learned from Larry, Mike, is that never judge a book by its cover because even though Larry was homeless, he was brilliant. He graduated from top high school, went on to college, had a good job, great family, but Larry fell subject to alcohol. Lost his job, lost his family. The second thing I learned from Larry was that he always wanted to teach his son how to fold a dollar. So I sat down with Larry for about two hours on the curb and Larry taught me how to fold a dollar. When me and Larry got done folding that dollar, the dollar was a bow tie. Mm -hmm. So I wear bow ties every day to remind me to stay humble. And the things that I've been blessed with can be taken from me just like that. So even when people see my logo, they see the bow tie, that bow tie, that's my humbleness anchored in the tree. Like that's what's rooted. That's, 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 the, that's the key. That's the key to know that that, that at any moment, it could have been me. At any moment, it would have been me. At any moment, it should have been me. But God. But God. Thank you for having me, my brother. Thank you, my brother. That was perfect. Could you uh, lead us out in a prayer? Absolutely. Father God, right now, Lord, we say thank you. Lord, thanking you for everything that you've done. Thanking you for everything that, you, that you're getting ready to do. God, we give ourselves to you. 
We give our minds to you, God, our hands, God, our mouths, God, use them as you see fit. Father God, I ask right now that you continue to bless my brother, God, like never before. Bless him and his family. God bless his platform. God bless his going in and his coming out. Lord, allow everything that his hands touch to be blessed. God, when he speaks, allow people to hear you. When he walks into rooms, God, allow people to see you. God bless his family, God, from the crowns of their heads to the soles of their feet. In thee, O Lord, we put our trust. Amen. Wesley's building an amazing brand. His handles are right below on the screen. Please go follow him right now and invest in anything that this brother is putting out. Your time, your attention, your energy, because this brother is changing the world. And so can you by supporting spiritual enlightened content that we can have circulating through social media. It's time that we lighten the mind. It's time that we lighten the load. And it's time that we do it with style. Until next time. Peace.